Hello, friends and folks, and welcome to another episode of Oops! More Anime and our season of coverage of Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Alan from Chats and Scanline Media. Got ourselves a, a beefy episode this time, huh? There was a bit of beef, yeah, I would say that. Um, because they're fighting, because they got beef. And they're, ma- they're humans made of flesh, so they're also beef. All meat is beef. All beef is meat. It's like a square rectangle thing, if you really think about it. Mm, mm, who's got the beef? What's what's the beef? What's up? And other 2000s and 90s commercial references that nobody cares about. Six, did you notice that this episode had two titles? Or it had a title last week, and they gave it a different title on Crunchyroll? You got, you got deceived, my friend. Tell me so much more. Okay, so first of all, if you check it now... The title on Crunchyroll has been changed to its proper title, if I could take one step toward you. Its previous title, which was like, uh, not quite... More than a childhood friend, friend, but not true love. Was them copying and pasting the title from a different anime that had a new episode this week. What? Crunchyroll is sloppy. That's hilarious. Wait, what show is it? Oh, Am I in Love with My Best Friend or whatever? What is that? Something, I think, right? I think that's right. Mm. Um, I just, I was looking at the comments and everyone was like, yeah, this is different. Oh, you no, uploaded the show called title more than a different a, show? A show called More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers. Okay. It's, and then the episodes have similar naming themes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's if um, I could take one more step toward you. Yes, yes. Great. And I have a summary here. Ready? Oh, I'd love to hear it. Great. Well, let me, let me drop this, get it out of the way so we can talk about the content of this episode. Immediately upon learning that the startup rules have changed against her, Miorine rushes to a meeting with Shadik. Shadik admits he is the one who changed the rules, and Miorine challenges him to a duel. This duel is to be 6v6, and so Earthhouse is going to need more pilots and machines. Shadik meets with Nika, whom Shadik calls a go-between, and Nika is angry with Shadik over the duel, and Shadik says he'll try to get Miorine to change her mind. He fails, of course. They get Zwartz from Belmeria who makes up an excuse not to give them the Firact because of the truce that would be revealed if others got a close look at the Firact. Mm-hmm. Soleta asks Gwell to pilot for them, and Gwell, is bitter- uh, Gwell bitterly is forced to refuse because of his father's orders. The lineup is set. From Grassley House, Shadik Zenali and five members of his harem, Sabina Faroin, Henao Jazz, Maisie May, Irisha Plano, and Rene Costa. From Earth House, Soleta Mercury, Chuaturi, Chuchu, Pan Lunch, Martin Upmont, Lily K. Kadoka Lipati, yeah! Tilness, and Ojella Gable. The four mechanics from Earth House go down almost instantly, though Till manages to look very nearly competent before dropping. Choo Choo is immediately targeted by Shadik while the others stall Suleta, and after a short fight is taken out. All that remains is Suleta versus the full-strength Grassley House. Not only that, the Grassleys reveal Antidote, the anti-gunned weapon that shuts Gundams down last seen in the prologue. Errol shuts down and Shadik closes in for the finish. 
Shariq speaks her anxieties to Ariel, but then suddenly seems reassured as a new system comes online. Ariel's gun circuits glow blue instead of red, overpowering Antidote and surging, taking down several Grassley suits. It doesn't seem like enough, though. Shadik is about to finish it when he suddenly gets headshotted from across the way. Choo Choo has taken the shot, her badly damaged suit held up by the mangled zawarts of Till and Lily Kay. Earthhouse wins. In the aftermath, Shadik expresses regret he didn't start dueling sooner. Perhaps that way he would have been able to show Miorine his sincerity. As he walks away, Miorine declares the sentiment too little, too late. Sentiment, not settlement. Pentiment, not pentiment. Oh boy, and that's six. episode nine. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so let's let's come out the gate here. Uh, I thought that this episode was fine. I obviously had problems with how right I was last week that they were immediately going to start and be like, "Oh, I wonder if they're going to do a duel that cancels out last week's tension," and they did, and I was disappointed. Um, I liked everything on the way there. I liked forming the team, and I liked the battle a lot. And that last moment where all the mobile suits come together to help uh, Suleta—that's that's wonderful to me. Um, Soleta having like protagonist power though, and like just being able to survive despite overwhelming odds is like very, very anime, um, in a way that I'm not used to seeing in traditional Gundam shows, but you know, it happens. And, um, yeah, you have brainworms now, Six. Do you want to tell people about what's been going on in the DMs and what's been going on in your noggin the past week? No, this has to wait till the end. Okay, right? okay, okay, um, okay. But I, what, I'll, what I'll say for now is, um, I was presented with a theory that I initially thought was very funny and stupid, and then I just kept thinking about it, and now I've decided it's right. And I will lay this out in my argument at the end, because it will take a while, and I will be presenting some things. Um, but I think, other than the fact that Miurine, that, like Suleta, seems like Miurine shares this flaw of challenging people for a duel to undo the mean thing they just did, instead of asking for something real... Like, seriously, can you guys ask for real stakes? Why don't you say, like, no, okay, then we have your company. I mean, obviously you can't do that. They won't get grassly. But, like, why don't you say, like, all right, no, instead you work for us. Ask for something. Don't just ask for people to apologize for hitting you over and over. <laughs> I don't know what the rules of. Maybe the other person has to agree to it. So she's trying to, like, lowball them or something. But, they, like. They do. <clears throat> but, like. Shadik wants this, and so he would agree to something. It doesn't have to just be, don't be mean, right? Yeah. Say it's, you're sorry, and don't yeah. do what you were going to do. Like, um, But beyond that, I think everything else about this episode is fantastic. I think this yeah. is maybe the best episode since the first one. Whoa. Big. Really big. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's you had mentioned in a previous podcast description that like, oh, Alan tends to like the action episodes more than I do. And I want to push back on that a tiny bit because I don't mm -hmm. necessarily say like this episode was bad because there wasn't action. I just think that the show's action scenes are great um, and I like seeing them, but I'm fine with like last week's talky talky episode. It just needs to be going somewhere. And last week didn't seem like it was going anywhere. That's a really fair point, because like. When you see a, a Gundam do a sick trick or any mobile suit do a sick trick, there's it's just a sick trick, right? You aren't, don't have this layer of like, but as they're doing this, they're fucking this up. Whereas every time they're talking, it's like, well, it feels like you're fucking something up. Yeah. This is cool, but also in the background, you're messing something up. Mm -hmm. So that's that's valid. I uh, Maybe it was a mischaracterization on my part. No, it's all good. And it, it, it kind of brings us to a point, though, of like, I'm sure there are Gundam fans watching this going like, where's the fights? Where's the fights? And it's like, dog, they, they got to get to them. You have to earn the fights. You can't just like have every, it's not a battle anime. 
Um, I know it has some of the traditional structure of one, but it's not like everything in service of, of combat. Like it's fucking Dragon Ball or something. There's story, there's politicking, there's like relationship drama in there. And I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. This yeah. episode had that yeah. too, which is good. I guess I have one other criticism, right? That I want to, that I, I do have to drop. Um, one of Miorine's uh, requests is that the duel be live streamed, right? Mm-hmm. So people can see them. Win. She said, right. And to live stream it outside, put it on Twitch. Don't just put it on internal stuff. Let yeah. outside people see this. Uh, because listen, we're going to have beat all three houses. This is the best possible advertising for our company. Did you just forget you're a medical company now? <laughs> Your best advertisement is you shooting people? <laughs> we can be this both. immediately forgot. They just immediately <laughs> forgot. I think that there's a difference because this isn't them being like, look at us killing people. It's like, look, we this suit is a dueling suit. The aerial is amazing and it represents the face of the company. It's not just like, look at it our, military, our technology that can murder people. It shouldn't. Like, I mean, if you want that to be the case, like, do, like, a live stream of it doing gymnastics. Don't have it shooting people. The the corny moment at the end where Sula gets out of the mobile, out of the aerial and does the, like, song and dance from the uh, the company video. And it's like, oh, my God, our stocks jumped up 500%. It's like, bro. <laughs> you know what I re- I thought? Or, no, it's not that their stocks. It's the views for the video jumped up. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Which made me think, and I was telling this to my roommate, that, like, I'm just imagining people watching this duel and going, what the fuck is that dance? And they like Googled the lyrics to the dance and they go, oh, it's from a video. I should watch the original video. I think you're right. That's amazing. That's the only way that when they're like, oh my God, it it jumped up so many views to the video. I'm like, I've studied like basic digital marketing. You you reference something so that you link to something else. This is... The only way that that made sense. The, the, they were like, how are we going to share this? And like Twil- Till tweeted it out. And then after it got 100 likes, he did a reply that was like, like, wow, this is blowing up. Yeah, might delete this later. <laughs> like, replies are crazy. Till, this is 100 likes. It's not that big a deal. Replies an hour later when it has 200 likes and he's like, uh, I'm selling like diffusers or whatever. <laughs> he's my affiliate. Like, like, Till, buddy, come on. <laughs> No, it wouldn't. Ugh. It wouldn't be Till who gets on Twitter. Till would make like the graphics and stuff. It's fucking bowl cut guy whose name I already forgot. No, there's no way. There's no way that Martin's on Twitter. He is too <laughs> stressed out for that. But that's. I think he's stressed out because he's on Twitter. That's <laughs> my. You're, I think he is. I think he has deleted his account like five times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> sick of it. Um. But yeah, I, I like. That all the stuff like the periphery of like why and how they they live streamed it was like kind of funny and never like was referenced during the battle at all. I, I didn't even we didn't even see like yeah people are watching on their phones, but we didn't see a lot of like civilians checking it out or it being broadcast anywhere. Um, so I feel like the show could do a little bit of a better job explaining like how big it is when they live stream this, like how many people are really watching. Um, because they at the end they're like a lot of people watched it. And it's like okay, what's a lot of people who watched it? What kind of people watched it? On the other hand, like, okay, I'm about to say something that I would love, but I do think could possibly undermine the show, right? Okay. Do you really want to show, like, see, here are some people watching, like, fucking, like, Pekora co-streaming this. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, what are you going to show that is going to tonally match what you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um. I do think a VTuber would talk over the stream and be like, yo, that was sick. Check the, check the vid out. But 
I wouldn't. I don't want. The and then at the end, you know, it's like the the thing's over, and like they're they they're still on, right? But behind them is just like the like the the stream ended, right? And they're sitting there and be like, "What is this about? They're a medical company? What the fuck? What? Yeah, exactly. They Google it. <laughs> what is Guntarm Inc? That's a cool name. Oh, medical company. Whatever the fuck. They're probably sketchy. Never mind. Um. Yeah, we finally get names for the harem. That's nice. <laughs> We paused. We paused on the team roster name to get everybody. I was going to write them all down, but I figured you did. Uh, oh, yeah. It, all oh, it yeah. seems like the fandom in the universe care about is Renee, uh, the sort of like cat girl. Uh, she's, like the, she's like Yaru. Yaru, exactly. That's like who all the people in the universe are like, oh, my God, Renee. Like, she's my favorite. I hope she wins. Uh, and she does a lot of cool combat stuff, especially. But She's also a trash monster, though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, she insists that Lily Kay join the duel, and the reveal is because at one point Lily Kay talked to one person that is number 12 on her list of backup boyfriends. Yeah, it's a that talk about jealousy. Talk about petty. <laughs> Ultimate petty. Like, l- listen, if you want to be a playgirl, part of that means you have to give up on jealousy so much. Mm-hmm. That's part of the deal. She's a, she's You're not teenager. pulling it off. She's, I mean, like... I by no means think that monogamy is like a natural end state for all relationships, right? Of course. But some people are monogamy people, and Renee is a monogamy person in denial. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's that's valid. I, I, and none of that like is directly in the episode, except the yeah, why she brings Lily Kane to the fight. Um, mm-hmm. And also her horde of people cheering for her. Yeah, that's that's Every, why I was... quote like quote everybody's Renee Chan. Exactly. Yeah, I want Renee Chan to be a VTuber actually. She's the one. Um but there was some cool stuff on the on the good guys team, right? Like Shandy mm-hmm. has his six lesbians or his five lesbians, and that's good for him. I'm happy for him. But to actually get to see Lily K very briefly in a mobile suit, like made me so happy. I was like the show doesn't do the thing that Gundam does where it says, okay, but, like, when it's time to fight, like, the girls don't actually fight. It's like, no, throw them in there. Why the fuck not? They don't, we don't, like, see them do particularly cool things, but they're there. I'm going mean, to count it. She's, like, middle of the pack, right? Like, I think worst performance is Martin. Yes, of course. Makes sense. After that, so, after that, so Jello. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Lily Kay. And then Till, who actually, like, manages to, like, distract for a minute and... You know, the, um, who is it? It's Henao Jazz, which, great name, great name. Henao, my but, friend was like, why is that such a weird name? I was like, it's Gundam. They just, uh, they just have names like that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Henao but Jazz. Henao, as she's, like, pushing him through a wall, is like, you know, for an engineer, you've got pretty good instincts. Fuck so, yeah. that's nice. Yep. Um, Choo Choo does get kind of jobbed, right? But. Yeah. I feel like in an understandable way, because Shadi immediately goes to 1v1 her, and she's doing fine, and then she literally has the moment of, like, she's playing Gundam Battle Operation 2 for the first time, and she's like, where did your arm go? Welcome to Incom, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> arm on a wire, you're done. You're screwed, Which is buddy. an acceptable way to lose, if you've never seen that before, you know? Mm-mm. Is it that he loses the arm and still beats her? No, he his arm is on a wire. He fires it off and swings oh, it around. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's, yeah. Incoms, they're great. Lots of good. Was there funnel stuff in this? Do I remember funnels correctly? 
there is a lot of funnel stuff in this. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it for sure. Oh, There's wow. not from not from uh, Grassley. Yeah. The incom arm is all they get. Everyone else just you know has shields and and yeah. beam rifles basically and a beam saber. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, my other note just about like team composition was they briefly suggested that Guel was going to be on the team, and I I nearly screamed because he's in the woods. And uh, I think it's Miorine, if, if I'm not mistaken, who, like, goes up to him and is like, hey. It's Suleta. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's Suleta because she, like, doesn't know how to talk. And then she, like, runs away when he's mm-hmm. like, I can't. Uh, it seemed like it was going back and forth on that. Because at the beginning of the episode, someone says something about, like, oh, Guel is, like, getting in mobile suits again or something. That was a, that was a, uh, that was a fucking uh, flashback. That was before oh, okay. she shows up. That tracks. That's Because that, that's, like, that's, you know. Uh, Shadi talking to me right now about like heard you tried to escape again and everyone being like man Gwell's the holder but he sure does get in a lot of dumb fights etc etc um, yeah I, I feel like it's mostly to establish like one Gwell used to, <laughs> Gwell used to be cool um, yeah. and then also uh, that Shadi has always been trying to actually be a decent dude to me in his own way yes that that's he doesn't come out of this as like a pure villain honestly which I think is good no um, but they, I think that that scene also is suggesting like, oh, Guel's still thinking about fighting. Like we, we are showing him talking about like, oh, he's fighting again because we want you to remember that he was a contender at one point. And when Soleta comes by, he's like, I don't think I'm a, I don't think I can. I don't think I want to. If I do that, I'm mm-hmm. like messing up a lot of business deals. I've already like butchered my career. Uh, and then he gets a call from his dad. That's like, by the way, you're not, you can't, I can't have faith in you after three losses, which is like such a gut punch line. Uh, but he's like, oh, and- I have a backup. Yeah, I have a backup. You're going to go work for a subsidiary of ours. You're going to, like, listen, it's okay. We own, like, fucking Frito-Lay. You can go make chips for a while. It's rough. It's really rough. Um, he says you can go there to learn how I do business. Um, and, I mean, at, at this point, to me, the only question is, who does Gwell ditch him for? Mm-hmm. Does he? Does he... He wants to duel again. He wants to fight. He wants to stay at school. He's going to do that. Is he going to do that for Shadik, or is he going to do that for Miorine? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm super curious about what they end up doing with Guel now, and it's great that they haven't forgotten him. Like, truly, we're we're still mm-hmm. talking about him. He's still there, but Suleta is unable to get him on board, and he's going to get sent to the, <laughs> the Frito-Lay factory next time. Um, it's... Uh... It's also interesting because uh, as as part of the prep for our final segment here, talking about the theory, I watched a lot of pieces of older episodes. Yeah. And it's worth having the reminder of like, okay, the duels he lost, right? Um, One of them was the Firact, the, the first deployment of the Firacts. And that one's just, you know, he did kind of get worked there, mm-hmm. right? Um, Also, his first fight against Suleta, he kind of got worked. In between there is the fight against Suleta where he was barely piloting because of the fucking AI. Right, it was That was his dad's fault. Yeah. Um, but of course, his dad's never going to accept responsibility like a true uh, corporate officer. Bing bong. <sighs> um, some other quickies. Uh, them, like, EMPing Ariel got me, like, legitimately excited slash thrilled that we might get a loss of some sort. Honestly, I was foolish for thinking that. Um, but... And the stakes were too big. Of course. And then Suleta, like, you know, using quote-unquote protagonist power, which we'll talk about. And then we cut to Lady Prospera, and she sheds a tear under the mask. 
and she smiles as she does it yeah it's a happy tear that's like this is the piece of technology that killed my husband right and this is my moment of testing because there's no there's no way for her to test what she's built to beat antidote this anti-gun technology because that would require her getting in a fight with someone who has gunned and that would be a big deal bad idea so this is the moment of truth for her and she's like i've done it i've beaten the thing that killed my husband Exactly. So this is like a big emotional moment for her. And it's not like crucially, it is not. I'm so happy that my daughter is learning to use this technology that matters to me. It's like you said, it's like I'm getting revenge on technology, which is like really sad. My last note. Sorry, I I know I'm you're you're cooking six. I want to cook you just a little bit longer. No, Uh, please. I I have more cooking to do. I'm not ready to start yet. That's great. Uh, The broken mobile suits part. I almost interpreted that last fire from uh, from Choo Choo as like all of the other mobile suits lost a part. Like one of them lost the one arm, one of them lost the other arm, etc. And they kind of like Voltron together to make a a, enough of a mobile suit to shoot a rifle. Um, which is hmm. so perfect. That's like, and that's like what thematically they're doing is that they all combine their efforts. But it almost seemed like they were physically doing that, um, which I just yeah. I, really I mean, loved. like the the rifle blow like burns away from the shot, so it would wouldn't be that much of a stretch to think that there has been some like engineering done to try and make yeah. it work. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at the shot right now, but my very last note, big one, was the whole like. You know, really setting up Shadik as being romantic, having been previously romantically interested or involved with Miorine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so interested in the way that this show suggests characters' past. Um, like, I still haven't read that short story that you talked about earlier in the in our season. Uh, but beyond that, and like having rewatched the prologue, like there is no past to reference. You know, it's like very refreshing yeah. uh, to be watching a Gundam show and there not be like 20 plus years of like fill in backstory origin story content it's just everything on the page they are intentionally not telling you how these people knew each other uh and when they do it's like really important like he was romantically attracted to her and wishes that like he had been partners with her uh in some way before all of this stuff happened and that's ultimately like i think that's the failure like he um if he has a real failure here it's a failure of imagination because yeah. the last bit there is him being like, you know what? I should have gotten involved in the duels earlier, right? Yeah. I should have said, don't worry. I will, I'll get involved and I'll do this right. Mm-hmm. And the thing she said this whole time is, I don't want to date someone from the group, right? Yeah. Or Mary. And it's like, he can't imagine outside the lines, right? His mm-hmm. problem, his ultimate conclusion is, you're right. I should have done this different thing within the rules. And what, Mjornay needs is someone who says these rules are bullshit. We're not going to play by them. Right. The thing that if we're to read this as like actually romantic or actually affectionate, the thing that she likes about Suleta is that she isn't one of the other students. She isn't somebody who does the dueling rules and knows what everything is. She's constantly questioning things and feels outside of it. I mean, this episode mm-hmm. start, ends with that line and starts with Miorine asserting to Shadik that, like, when I turn 17, I'm getting the fuck out of here. The system is broken and I need to get out of the school system as soon as possible. Uh, yeah. And then at yeah. the end, she ended, like, honestly, like, kind of artful final shot where she says too little, too late and cuts the tomato. Like, buddy, you had your chance. And then now it's tomato time because, like, we associate the tomato with <laughs> su- <laughs> tomato t- time in tomato town. Um, we associate the tomatoes with Suleta since episode one. 
Uh, I don't think you can say Tomato Town on a... You can't... Given the uh, the context you've established, please don't say Tomato Town on a fa- friendly, friendly podcast. Don't talk about Murine taking Suleta to Tomato Town. Ew, six. I was talking about Fortnite. Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was. Um, but yeah, that that I, I've, I've sufficiently cooked enough. What else do you got? I got two other just fun little, like, small notes that I think are, are fun, right? Uh, one is, you must have enjoyed hear, seeing your uh, resident caddy bitch complimentary uh, Cecilia from the um, dueling committee, who's always there to say something like, yeah, like caddy and mean and uncalled for. Just like sitting there, like her mouth open, watching Lauda just scream like, yes, yeah. kill her. And she's like, you are on one. <laughs> um. My other note is, I think we have a production error here. Oh, yeah? Besides um, the name thing? The name thing? Oh, the, the no, the, on, on the animator's end, okay. not on... Um, so, the Zords they're given... Mm-hmm. Uh, Zord is sort of the, the pale technologies grunt that they have. Um, two of them are regular Zords with the beam rifle. Two of them are, like, support types, where they have, like, these back beam launchers and then three, like, a little three-barreled thing on each arm. And this could just be an intentional subversion, right? But throughout all of the history of Gundam and its design, that specific design, that, like, three-stack thing like that, that exact look, yeah, is a missile launcher. And here it's shooting beams. Oh my god. Maybe they're changing it up, though. Totally. It's possible it's an intentional subversion, but it's also possible that they just got the design from the designer and were just like, and we're shooting beams everywhere. And mm-hmm. the designer's at, at home being like, it's a, it's a missile. Guys, it's a missile launcher. This is a mechanistic so. discussion topic, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I appreciate you bringing um, it up to the committee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, listen. I just... I'm worried about witches and, you know, the curse or whatever, right? Always. So, okay. okay. Um, if you are not here for uh, <clears throat> spoilers for Tales from the Abyss for PS2, please tap out now. Is that the one that's like... Double blade, double blade. I have an idea. Double, triple blade. I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, that's Tales of Symphonia, same series, pretty close to the same time, but okay. not the exact same game. Okay, that's all I know from this, this, the Tales games, and they seem really cool, but I've never played any of them. Uh, just, just there's a concept that's very similar that I need to. So, okay, <clears throat> I was reading Crunchyroll comments after watching the episode the first time, and you made because there's always people. There's always it's kind of fun. I mean, there's a lot of like morons and shitheads down there. Of course, it's yeah. a comment section, yeah. full of anime people. It's fine. I'm pretty good at like f- filtering that out and forgetting it. Um, but it's fun to see people's theories from week to week, right? Where like I I trying to remember, there was one that was like I'm pretty sure Lady Prospera is like. Also, like, who was like is also like the head of Jeddak or something? It was like is some Whoa. incoherent like we've seen these two in the same room, you idiot theory, right? Okay, okay. Um, the theories are often just a great source of a laugh. Um, and I saw one this time that was like 
I think what's happening here is that Suleta is a clone of Eric Samaya of Airy from the prologue. And Airy is the Gundam Ariel. And I was like, ha ha ha, that's wild. And I shared it with you. I was like, isn't this dumb? And you're like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. dumb. And I was like, but actually, but hang on. <laughs> so I love this about you, right? You're not willing to throw away any idea ever. You're always like, but let's, you know, maybe let's look at this for again for a sec. Let's revisit it. We have to give it its chance, right? We do. Um, we do not have to, but you chose to. And true. I respect that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I thought about this and I thought about a lot of things. I rewatched every fight that involves Ariel so far. Okay. Um, and first of all, I, I think it's right. You think, that... and I think it doesn't go far enough. I think that Suleta is a artificial person or a clone of Ari of some sort, right? How exactly that works. Mm-hmm. I think Ari has been integrated into Gundam Ariel. And I think the bits are also clones of Ariel of Ari, excuse me. Whoa. I think there are multiple Aries in there. Oh, like uh like Elon. Like they've just made a bunch of them and they have them like but they but they instead of making them into people, they put them into weaponry. Yes. And that's why um, they all can listen to each other. Oh. Yeah, that's why that's why Suleta talks to them. That's why Suleta sometimes talks to them in the plural. There's Ariel, the main unit, but Ari- but as we specifically see in this episode, she will also talk to the bits at times, right? Right. Uh, we see uh, in various fights, we get chances to see the way these bits move and also the way other bits move. Um, the Daryl Baldi's bits move very mechanically. Um, just like straight lines usually, and then sort of like curve around to do another straight line. Um, and they always move in, in like basically perfect, uh, synchronicity. Uh, Alon's bits do very similar things. Also the ones from the prologue, the, like the gunned mine bits that they have there. Yep. Also pretty much just like straight lines, sometimes slight turning to avoid enemy fire, but they don't really have any eccentricity to their movements. Meanwhile, you'll get multiple shots where Suleta like launches her bits to attack. And the most fascinating thing is not just that they don't all attack from the same angle. They don't all launch at the same time. If you watch it carefully, you will see that different bits are like slightly slower. Like if you tell a group to take off running, not everybody starts running at the same time. Oh. Um, you also get uh, stuff where like they have independent action in episode uh, six when Elon manages to clip a bit with his little stun bits, you know, that disable things, he then tries to shoot at the sniper rifle and Suleta shouts Mina, which is like, you know, hey, everybody. Um, and the bits rally to defend the stunned one while two of the others shoot down the attackers on their own. So it's not just that they all follow one mind like normally bits do. It's that they are maybe they have individuality of, of some degree. They have their own minds. It's not because a bad... they will join, they will join together for joint actions, but they have individual moves too. Mm. Okay. Also, in episode one, when we first see the bits move, Suleta, we have lots of history of bits and funnels and fangs throughout all of Gundam, right? And they just fly out and they move. Yeah. We have 
to my knowledge, to my memory, we have never seen them do like move the way they do in episode one here, where Suleta specifically gestures with her hand and they move based on that. And they don't just move in a straight line either. They move based on that intent where like they take different courses, they take different paths, but mm-hmm. generally they follow the order to advance. Interesting. But this is all <clears throat> kitty shit compared to the best evidence that I cannot believe I didn't put this together the first time I watched this. Okay. In episode six, we have the reaction between the Fract and the Ariel, right? That wave of blue and all that, right? Yeah. And then you have the shot of the disabled Fract, and we see from Elan's perspective, and we see a blue silhouette of Ari flying towards him. Mm-hmm. And then we see a bunch of Ares sort of like dancing around him. And the camera cuts to the outside. And as it transitions, the Ares fade away. And exactly in where they were in the exact same movement are the bits dancing around the Fract. Ooh. It is a bunch of Ares dancing around him. Interesting. It's possible that you're right. It's possible I don't know if the hints being in the animation, though, tracks for this show, but we don't know yet. That's I mean, do you want some some that aren't done? Some that aren't animation? Sure. I mean, first of all, there's the fact that she constantly talks to her mobile suit. And in fact, this one we have like very this episode, we have very deliberately like one. It is the most joyous we've ever seen Suleta. Yep. When Ariel goes blue. And she is having conversations with Ariel that aren't, you can, there's a degree of sometimes her conversations with Ariel can be read like a person talking to their car, Mm -hmm. but she is getting answers. We don't hear them, but she is saying things like, like she is responding with like, oh, oh, okay. If that's what you think, right? Yeah. To an answer we don't hear. She is getting answers. Talking to, yeah. Okay. And to, to, yeah, to everyone, not just to Ariel. Also, of course, we have from the short story, we know that Ariel is intelligent and is like is responding to conversation, can't easily communicate. But like not only is Suleta talking to Ariel in that Lady Prospera has a conversation with her, too. Mm -hmm. And Lady Prospera is not like superstitious in that way. She wouldn't do it unless she thought it was meaningful. Okay, And. I, I this one is like cheap but it's the kind of cheap of like of a twist right this is the kind of cheap where you're where this is going to be a reveal later on it's like okay that's kind of cheesy but i guess i get it ariel that name airy airy all uh i thought about that one last night yeah Ariel, the real eyes, real lies, real eyes. <laughs> I know, but like, I yeah, know. I know, but, but what if? Anime has done stupider things, is what I will say. They have done cornier plays on words, and they have done cornier, uh, you know, twists. So it is not out of the realm of possibility. And it explains a lot about Saleta, too, right? Mm. Because... If you've played Tales from the Abyss, um, the main character of that, Luke, right? Yeah, Luke. Red-haired anime protagonist, Sword Boy. Uh, before the game starts, there's an event where he gets, as a kid, he gets kidnapped. 
Um, and when he gets, when he comes back, uh, he has amnesia, uh, because he had a really traumatic experience, but also it's really extensive. It's not just, he can't remember like names and things. He has to sort of like be retaught, like some like emotional maturity and motor function to a degree. Mm. And for the rest of the game, like he is like kind of emotionally immature for his age. And it's to a degree that you're like, sure, he's an anime protagonist. They're like this, right? Yeah, yeah. But eventually the reveal is no, when he was kidnapped, he never came back. They basically cloned him and sent back a clone. Ooh. And so that's the reason he's immature is because he's like five years younger than you think he actually is. Because he's a clone. So if, if Suleta is not 17. And she's like 10. Oof, or of you know like twelve or whatever like yeah. her behavior makes so much more sense yeah she's a literal child to the world I mean this is mm-hmm. this is Roxas this is uh fucking Cloud Strife like this is a very classic anime slash JRPG concept of like you are a consciousness that has like been reset and reconstituted after your original body whether it means you're a clone whether it means you are and and in in amnesiac uh. I think the clone theory makes sense, especially especially considering Elon's history. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been like honestly expecting the show this whole time to like just reintroduce Elon casually, and we the viewer are never told if it's a clone or if it's somehow the OG. But so far, they've continued to tell us when it's the that's uh, been the other guy that it's been like uh, yeah. clones. So it's there. The groundwork is definitely there. I don't know. I hope I, I kind of hope it's real. I think that's like more interesting than the alternative, which is just that she is childish. Is this going to be one of those anime where people are like, like te- five years from now, people are like, oh, I started Witcher Mercury because everyone says it's the best Gundam series and it's so boring up top. Like this character has no personality and we're like, no, but you got to get to episode 13. It's fucking, it's going to pay off amazing. Cause I don't really love that TBH, but your, your theory oh, holds water. Oh, man. Uh, okay, this even got worse for me. Oh, okay. my God. This is an image from the prologue. Okay. That I forgot about. Oh, no. What am I about to look at? That's Lady Prospera. Oh, that is Lady Prospera. That looks more like Suleta than Aerie does. I mean, yeah. If you're doing cloning, I'm just saying. And that's why she doesn't remember Dr. Cardo at all. Not because her mind was erased, but because this this Suleta that we're seeing in the present never met her. Never met her. Never has any thoughts, like, has never once mentioned having had a dad. We have this conversation here where she's talking to Gwell and she's like, oh, your dad's important to me. My mom's important to me. Not a moment of like, oh, yeah, dads, huh? Not a moment of hesitation around that. Hmm. I I like theories like this, and it's not too out of their own possibility. When you like initially pitched it to me, it sounded like uh, it was going to be way more out there and like you know cute and funny to think about, but not feasible. But this totally sounds feasible. I guess that Suleta is is the way she is because she's a clone and her mind was reset. If anything, though, that's like almost generic. Like it goes, it's it's not too complicated. It's too simple. Like, yep, that's just, that's how the, these plots tend to go, I guess. Huh, I don't know. 
but you but you potentially guessing it ahead of time is what's exciting me that you have been like able to find clues to it that's pretty cool i feel like if it was just Aerie is the gundam and suleta is a clone that would be a little like that would lack a little complexity the fa- if i'm right though that the bits are all also that it's a, like it is a it is a chorus of Aries. Mm-hmm. that's really fucked up and sad yeah it really is Oh, it really, it's really is. dark. And it ties back into the classic Gundam theme of manipulating children, right? And like using children as weapons. It's like, no, let's literally use the children as weapons. And you're like, haha, yeah. I get it. Like, use her to pile the Gundam. It's like, no, 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 no. And you're like, okay, I get it. She's the Gundam. It's like, no, 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 no. She's the weapons of the Gundam. You're not even getting it. <laughs> She's all of it. Uh, I, I think that, that, yeah, that is totally feasible. And I think it also does a thing of like, we have had this problem this whole time of like the whole, like the curse stuff feels really overblown. It feels like everyone in the universe reacts way too strongly to all this. It's like, well, if this is what's going on, I guess I get why. Right. That's really fucked up. It is really fucked up. It's, it's a little Ava though. It's like a little Evangelion also. Sure. I mean, sure. You know, there's, Ideas go round and round, right? That's true. But, like, the comedy, again, if, like, years from now, people are like, Ava borrowed heavily from Gundam, and then got the Gundam, but just said, all right, well, two can play at this game, and just did it again. But it's not exactly the same. It's not, like, that's mm-hmm. not a carbon copy idea. I appreciate you bringing me this data. I've never been so excited to get texts at scrolls up our Discord chat. 5.30 in the morning, my time. 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> your time. With, like details about all of the fights and the people yeah i uh i have not gotten as much sleep as i would like that's okay um but any any other um, thoughts on your theory no um i we did get another we got a follow-up email from our listener from last time oh sweet might be worth discussing real quick um so they are, first, there's sort of a, a bit of a clarification. We, uh, one of their questions was, like, talking about, like, where we were at this point of the show compared to, you know, other Gundam shows, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> Going to go ahead and clarify myself about the comparison I made with Double O. Mm-hmm. It stuck out to me how Setsuna, a celestial being pilot that is all about secrecy, signals Ali, opens up his cockpit and steps out, daring Ali to do the same, and then pulling a gun. Then I look back on Suleta, and I kind of miss that energy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she does not have that kind of energy for right. sure. Yeah. Listen, sometimes he's sometimes he's not great, but Cessna's good. I like Cessna. My finally my uh, Middle Eastern representation in the anime in a Gundam series, and they don't even same make a big name. deal it. And same last name, right? Yeah, because he's he's for anyone who doesn't he's also Soran Ibrahim. That's his real name. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, also, question for the next episode without watching it at the moment. I'm pretty sure that the full cyborg woman in the promo, like as in the gunned format promo stuff, is Belmeria. Totally could be wrong, but they look similar. Also got pointed out that one of Cardo's, Dr. Cardo's eyes, doesn't have an eye glint, possibly being an artificial, possibly gunned, eye. Wow, cool prosthetics. (laughs) I did notice something weird about her eyes, that's fair. If the backstory for Belmeria is that she is, like, not just a fangirl, but she's like, oh, no, she has, like, the, she was one of the early, like, tests for medical gun stuff, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. 
Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I miss likable Gunner protagonists. I mean, if she's genuinely a kid, then it's okay. I forgive her. Then the, then the, the protagonist of the show is Ariel, and I'm okay with that. Oretachiwa Gundam. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Pronouns, baby. You're saying the secret to understanding the wish for Mercury is understanding Japanese pronouns? <laughs> huh, okay. okay. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, like, it will, I will not be surprised if this theory is wrong, but I do actually believe it at this point. It makes too much sense. It explains too much. It it is starting to the pieces are starting to line up. So. Go and on. it was just so nice to see Suleta being like Suleta and be like, no, it's not her fault. She's a yeah. baby clone. If, <laughs> it's it's one of those fan theories where I'm like, if this is even if it's not true, if it like helps you watch the show and find joy with the show, then I'm so happy before it. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be exactly yeah. right. You don't have to spend every week getting mad at Suleta. <laughs> right, exactly. Because like, if you don't have that theory, then this episode that we watched is basically uh, Suleta continues to have protagonist power and wins another fight, thus undoing another plot point. Like what? Like our our fl- our baseline a discussion here would be super boring, but. You managed to find something she, interesting. She meets up with a guy who's living in the woods because his dad threw him out of his house. And he's like, and she's like, oh, you have a dad? I have a mom. Those are <laughs> similar. Great job. Uh, there's a, a great, like, moment, right? Mm-hmm. Where the the line she says, um, she's talking to Gwell. And she said, like, she says, he's like, I, I can't. My dad says I can't. Right. And Suleta says, your father is important to you, isn't he? But there's a beat in there. She says, your father is important, important. to you. Well, Daiji, right? Mm-hmm. And as she says important, the like the sort of walkway lights around them turn on right when she says that word. Hmm. Hmm. So I think it's in some way it's indicating metaphorically that this is an aha moment for Gwell. I hope so. God, I hope so. Also, of course, curious what's going on with Nika, but you know, not yeah, just not actual information. So. Yeah, we don't know yet. That that shit. The frustrating thing about covering it week to week is like they're building. There, it's a show that's building slowly, and it's taking longer than most shows I'm used to. So I'm just like, yep, that's a whole plot point that is not touched yet. Someday, you know who? Sense. You know who we've never seen in the same room? Who? Nika and Lady Prospera. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Holy shit, Six. I think you cracked it. But that's just a theory. A Gundam theory. Do a kickflip, fall on my face, and die. We've never seen Daddy Jetterick and Lily Kay in the same room. <laughs> now, that one... Hold on. That one kind of tracks. Never Lily s- Kay peeling off the mustache and be like, oh, finally. Oh, I don't know how long I can keep negging this stupid pink-haired boy. <laughs> Martin takes off a mustache and it's Guel. He's like, I am back. I'm fighting again, you guys. It's like, Go- Martin, what? Who, what are you- <laughs> Martin, you don't even have a mustache. You don't even have a mustache. What did you just pull off? And then he fucking runs away into the bathroom. <laughs> like he's uh, like he's Kai Shiden. 
<laughs> we never see never it again. return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this six is becoming a, a shit post, so I think we need to take it to the close soon. I guess so. Uh, Alan, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I don't know, buddy. You can just ch- check out Chats, a television podcast. It's Chats, colon, C-H-A-T-Z, colon, a television podcast, a TV book club podcast. We're watching Sense8. Chatspod.com, patreon.com slash chatspod. Check it out. I have Twitter. It's private, though. You can't look at it. That's all. What about you, Six? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, questions, comments, feedback for this or any other Scanline Media stuff, just just send it on over. That's why it's there. Um, mm-hmm. And you can find the rest of that stuff at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. Delicious. But I think until next time, folks, we're, we're, actually, we're actually done. So peace out. Bye, everyone.